0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 47. We are going to explore the most rare thing in human history, which is, of course, the change of the human heart. And we are going to find Jesus. So there are three thieves on the cross, and Jesus is going to be the best thief of all because he's going to steal the other thief on the cross, from Satan. So today's title is Stealing the Thief on the Cross. This is from Luke chapter 23, and uh, I'm going to start from verse 33. And when they had came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to, to divide his garden, garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, he saved others, let him save himself. If he's Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering some sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourselves. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. Here we go for today now. One of the criminals who were hanged Railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him. So this is over the top of Jesus, if you will. There's one on his right, one on his left, and they're talking over the top of Jesus. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, Jesus is up on the cross for a number of hours, so we don't know how long this conversation took. We know they're all in air hunger and starvation of air and being slowly suffocated, so maybe this took longer than it just took me uh, to read this. So I want to start by uh, having you remember in Matthew 27, it says that the robbers, plural, who were with him, reviled him in the same way. So if we are to believe that that passage refers to two robbers in Matthew, this good robber uh, started out as a bad uh, robber and perhaps also was railing against Jesus. Verse 39, one of the criminals who were hanged, hanged railed at him. So one of the robbers is railing at him, probably started out with two of the robbers railing at him, And reviling him in the same way and what that is is telling god what to do and he specifically denotes what that is if you're god uh save yourself and us very self-centered obviously if you're god this is kind of like hey why is there suffering why is there death um save us and he's essentially disagreeing with what god is doing Now, the other guy uh, realizes, and what I think that means is he starts to agree with God. And we see that in verse uh, 41, uh, the second half of 40. Don't you fear God since you were under the same condemnation? And we are justly under that condemnation, for we're receiving the due reward of our deeds so he realizes who he is, number one, and then he realizes who God is. But this man has done nothing wrong. And we see, I think this is his repentance. And then we see the rebuke. How do we know that he repented? Well, I think the rebuke is a, a sign that he uh, repents. And then finally, we see this great, it's not the final part, that. The the answer to this request is unknown until Jesus says it. He requests that the Lord would remember him. He acts in humility. And then we see this great rescue mission. So we have this uh, epic thing happening where Jesus is saving the world and, and bearing all the sins of of the world at this moment in time, and yet he saves one. And isn't that the way God works, where he works one at a time? And it's never too late. Jesus is in the business of deathbed confessions of those undeserving uh, people, at least undeserving of heaven and deserving of crucifixion. So we have a guy here who, by his own admission, um, deserves crucifixion. So how bad is your sin? Is your sin worthy of crucifixion? This guy says, yes, yes. His was so. If yours, maybe your sin isn't as bad as uh, crucifixion, but I think it like opens the door to all the all the rest of us. So we find a guy who recognizes who he is. He recognizes who God, God is. He goes from reviling to remember, and then we see this beautiful thing at the end, where immediately this is the second sentence that Jesus says while he's on the cross. The first is forgive them. The second is truly I say to you today you will be with me in paradise. So we don't know a lot about this. We know a couple things about uh, this either junior version of heaven or true version of heaven. We know two things. Number one, it's immediate. And number two, it's paradisical. It's paradisey. It's awesome. So where do you sign up for that? So I'm thinking of of this almost as a progressive thing. Are you one of the people, do you see yourself as the guy who's railing and disagreeing with God and just, just fighting and kicking and screaming and wanting what he wants? Or are you like this thief on the cross where he starts to realize your judgments are true, your judgment, your your judgments are just. So that's the first thing he realizes about God. But the second thing he realizes about God is that grace is possible. And so he repents. He he rebukes the other guy and defends Jesus. And then he re- then he requests that the Lord would remember him. And then he gets this promise of, of paradise as he gets stolen back from Satan, from the oppression and from the fall and being snared and captured by Satan. And he's stolen back at the 11th hour. And he's the first of this of the long line of people that are saved uh, by this cross. So what a great story this is. I hope you see that yourself, hope you see yourself somewhere in a Change of hearts are possible. They are rare, but they're possible. And the Lord wants to steal you back. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.